should we do? We have this, to do some sort of introduction. Yeah, because this is the first episode um, of our Bigfoot is Real podcast. <laughs> yes, it's a swerve. Two. So we decided that we would talk about Giallo. Three. He goes, well, which version of Deep Red are you saying? And I said, as long as the porcelain doll puppet comes out, I don't give a shit. Four. What did you think when you first saw Attack of the Beast Creatures, Paul? I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Five. Really? No, I don't so want to see a, this that's... again. <laughs> Fuck this movie. Six. 1996, Escape wow. from L.A. Holy shit. Seven. Uh, Evan, we've come to the end of our journey. Is anyone left with us? Or have we lost the I all? left. Are we the... Fuck you. <laughs> jerk. You're a jerk. Eight. I fucking hate zombies. Nine. From 1980... What is it? No, it isn't. Oh, is it? Okay. I gotta do it again. From 1978... <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah. The Bees. <laughs> Ten. Evan. Paul. I talked about it last episode. The bees. Eleven. There are so many things wrong with this movie. Let's start with what's right. Okay. I didn't like anything. Twelve. I'm gonna, hold on, I'm going to eat this hostess while you talk. Episode 13, the Friday the 13th franchise. Tear him up! All right, so how long has it been since we did an episode? Uh, I think we recorded last, uh, last time was February. Holy shit. That's, well, because we, we actually stayed home. Yeah. Early. Holy shit. So we did a couple of, well, we did two video casts. Three. Three? I must have been. Two live ones. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so uh, this is episode 13. 13. Of Tear Them Apart. I'm we're glad, back. I'm glad we're still going. Yes, yes, I missed this. Um, a while ago, we decided 13 will be Friday the 13th. Right. That's and, clever. Right, and it's also our Halloween special for 2020. But we're not doing Halloween. No. We could do Halloween on another Halloween, maybe. Why are we doing Friday the 13th, exactly? It's a, a weird franchise. Yeah, Friday the 13th, we're going to talk about this, the franchise, but I feel like we're going to talk about... Here's the thing. Sarah actually asked me, why are we doing Friday the 13th? She knows that I'm not into it. I said, because I said, we're probably going to mention you because of that time that you, me, and Paul, we were all watching the whole Friday the 13th series in a row, kind of fell into it by accident. And we watched, I think, one of them, together but we were mostly calling each other up going the next one's going to be right. on. this is a while ago because we, yeah, we you were leaving messages on the machines going oh did you watch six and it's like what the fuck was... i don't like the friday the 13th series really i can't say i'm a fan of the whole series i think i like one or two of the movies okay but the camp crystal lake documentary was more fun than probably all the movies put together in some ways to me he's the most fearsome awesome indestructible mysterious figure in movie history. The fans so adore this character. They like Jason more than they like the survivors. Because you got all the interesting parts and you got a lot of interesting discussion of how these things were put together. Everybody was pretty honest about stuff. There's something fascinating about the Friday 13th franchise that I don't know if I can put my finger on it. It's weird in the sense that it evolves into what, what we think of Friday the 13th isn't Friday the 13th in the beginning. Right, which I is think, weird. But I think if, we, if you take any of those major 80s 
uh, franchises that kind of happens too it takes a little while it to fall in it takes a while but kind of like the way a TV series when they find out that Fonzie is popular not Spike or whatever the hell and then Styx goes away and the other brother goes away and we don't I mean the cool thing about it also is that I like franchises because you don't have to tell anybody what you're talking about you know <laughs> what it is or yeah. you know Jason Voorhees and was it Pamela Voorhees the yeah. hell's her name his mom and this lake that is either a hundred feet wide or an ocean sometimes has neighbors living right there or sometimes has psychiatric homes and other things and neighboring campgrounds and it's it's a small town but then it seems like it's a lot of people it's fucked up right it's it is whatever it needs to be and that's the thing that i think became a problem way back when we were watching these yeah in order we kind of wanted to see was there any rhyme to reason was there was there a mythology that really went through did it all look like and they there were really a... isn't watching the documentary and it's amazing that it's a franchise that did not have its element it, all franchises bring in some of the stuff but you think about it texas chainsaw massacre is right. always right that group encountering teenagers or people there's texas there's chainsaws there's a massacre and right. here's our characters uh, Halloween, it's Michael Myers, it's Dr. Loomis, and whatever goes on with Jamie Lee Curtis and then spins out of there. He's got to kill his siblings or right. whatever. Like when you get Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's a one and done movie. Halloween, when you have Michael Myers in the shape, that could be considered a one and done movie. It you does may... leave open. Right. Um, well, Chainsaw is weird. It's Yeah, you can argue anything, though. Any but, movie but can... We know that every any movie can be brought back. You make the Friday the 13th, and it does well, and you kill the killer, and you go, well, well let's make more. Yeah, what's interesting about Friday the 13th is that they, they stepped in shit multiple times. None of these people were going for a franchise, really, that I can think of. Mm. And uh, the end of Halloween, he runs off, so... Obviously, Carpenter didn't want to make a second one. He just They just threw that ending in. But it's it's all hermetic. Cunningham is very open. He was just making a bullshit movie. Gruesome violence, in which throats are slashed and heads are split open in realistic detail, is the sum content of Friday the 13th, a sick and sickening low-budget feature that is being released by Paramount. It's blatant exploitation of the lowest order, The Hollywood Reporter. Right. He was just like, Halloween was big. Let's have more sex and more violence and get this thing out there. And it blew up. But that movie, not only the first part of the 13th, not only doesn't have an iconic killer, although Pamela Voorhees is pretty, you know, up there, but nobody's going to make 20 movies about her. No, especially uh, after the fact ha- she's decapitated. After she's decapitated. Yeah. But then, so the thing that's interesting about Friday the 13th is that... Um, Several things happen in there that are not related to the written script or the filmmaker's intentions. And I think that's what makes Friday the 13th really effective. One of them is Tom Savini goes bonkers on the kills. And Tom Savini is a person who adds to the movies he works on. People listen to him and he goes, how about we do it this way? He, gets, he usually directs, I think he directs his own shots and stuff. Most, a lot of makeup people will do that. So basically... He, if you get Tom Savini, you've got somebody who's helping you direct a movie for those scenes. Right. He's And he's throwing ideas in. Right. It's like the action director in, right. in Hong Kong films. Right. Uh, so, or a music thing. You step aside and right. Stanley Donan steps aside. Gene Kelly takes over on that aspect or whatever with the choreographer. So you've got Tom Savini on there and he's doing crazy work. 
the kills are very effective in these in these movies, uh, especially the beginning because they're very realistic. They don't know what they're doing quite yet, but they know that they're doing realistic kills. This is about teenagers just getting slaughtered. And it's a mystery, even though it's really not a good mystery at all. Uh, in fact, that's why Crazy Ralph is in there to be a red herring. And it doesn't, nobody thinks it's, <laughs> he's the janitor of Crystal Lake practically, and nobody thinks it's him. But so you get Savini not only adds to the movie because the script says Anne gets killed, and there's two writers who, on the documentary, those two writers sound like car mechanics the way that they <laughs> discuss the film. They're, it's interesting to see people who are not horror movie fans who made all these earlier horror exploitation movies as a means to an, to an end to get further in the film industry, to get out of porn or to get out of softcore porn or to get out of making TV commercials like Romero. And they talk about these movies as projects that you construct. They don't have... When you watch the Crystal Lake documentary, by the time you get to that um, last movie, uh, you've got fans of the series working on it now. And then it, things get really stupid, too. These people who kind of really want to contribute to the mythos. Whereas these guys are less like, you know, batting shit out in five days, arguing. Say They write things in the script that really don't have a lot of imagination. They go, an axe kills him. You know, <laughs> they don't care. They're just trying to get this done. Savini walks in and makes these scenes what they are. And he suggests the ending of the movie, which is not in the script. What? Because they didn't know they were coming back. And the guy who does the music, Manfredini, I can never pronounce I his name. I always think of Henry Mancini. Right. He figures out the music is so important to this movie. As it is, if you think about it, to almost most of the... It's really interesting. Music really enhances Phantasm, Halloween. A lot of these movies have a theme that you can remember. The elements of the kills, the amount of gore, and that music really... is They're almost characters of their own. Well, when we were talking before about those other films, there's an inclination to go, what's their origin? Who are their parents? How do we... The mythos. How do we create this mythos? With Friday the 13th, takes maybe six films to create the mythos yeah. of what everyone thinks Jason is now. Yeah, it, it's interesting that they stumble through the first three movies to get the action figure made. Right. It, nobody, I mean, Halloween, Michael Myers, right off the bat, NECA can make that action figure. Texas Chainsaw, you got your sideshow figures. I mean, you don't have Jason in the first movie, except he's in a dream, so it, he's still dead. You got, what are the salient points of the first movie? Camp Crystal Lake is a good setting. It was the first to really make the camp more of a place. You look at movies like Savage Weekend or uh, Madman, and there's people going somewhere or there's campers, but the place is not important. And Camp Crystal Lake is, is a haunted house. It's a, it's a gothic part of this thing. I mean, it becomes part of the mythos, and that stays as a regular thing, too. But they didn't know that they were lucky. Into, I mean, Savini saved this fucking franchise in a lot of ways. He said, make a dream sequence. And they did. And that gave them their everything. I mean, you already had Jason. But throwing in that visual and that stunt at the end, the films would have gone in a different direction possibly. Well, yeah, they would have, they, it, would have, it would have been more giallo in the sense that maybe every movie would make you guess who the fuck the killer is. Well, for a while, the second movie was going to be an anthology about Friday the 13th. That's another funny thing. The movies don't take place on Friday the 13th every year. <laughs> Friday the 13th just becomes a brand. Yeah. And it's. And I was thinking about that, and I'm like, they don't... 
No, because the movie, several of the movies happened one after the other. Yeah, I in think, a very fucked up time frame. I, I think it's more that they were released on Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, they had anything yeah. To do with the movie. Except some of them, I don't think were. No, which no. is hilarious because you can't book shit. I mean, it's hard, you know. But it's really amazing that it's called Friday the Thirteenth, and you're like, they went for that, tying it to a, a date. But then everybody went crazy for that shit. So you, you know, but there were people thinking about making the movie rather than making. A franchise so it's really interesting that it was cobbled together by so many people pr bringing elements to it and it ends up being the most influential franchise ever and they basically make crazy shit <laughs> that goes off the rails pretty quick i think the first three movies make kind of sense even if they cheat i mean is friday the 13th a good film in your opinion not really uh, i mean I, I don't think it's bad I mean, as a slasher, I think it's better than a sure. lot of those before dawn. And it's amazing and to see how many movies were made after it. I didn't see it when it first came out. I was scared to see it. The commercials mm. were creepy. The music was creepy. Yeah. To see a bunch of kids getting killed was it graphically was was scary to me. But the movie is not super compelling. But it adds up to something. The end. The the jump scare at the end is. Terrific. You, it's done exactly like Carrie. It feels weird and off, and it's a really scary scene. I, I saw it with a bunch of people at, uh, like on HBO, and they, we all jumped. But I can't say that I like the movie. Imagine if you want to get into the Friday the 13th series. From what you've picked up culturally, you're not going to get anything like that. It is amazing, though, that you're, you're, if you watched it in a vacuum, you'd be like, where's the hockey mask? Where's Jason Voorhees? Where's... The action figure. It is amazing. And then the second movie comes out, and they still don't have it right. Right. They, they, they still don't quite... I remember once reading that... Um, like, if you, if, if you know the history of the Shadow, the character the Shadow... A little bit. Right? Yes, he builds over a, a, quite it, it, a long time. It gets time, yeah. really fucked up. And, and, the sh and the Spider, another Paul yeah. Carroll we really like. I love the Spider. He's yeah. got a weird kind of the way he dresses and the way he does. And Super, I, but it's funny, because Superman... Goes that way too, the same way the shadow does, because the radio writers brought in a lot. Then the serial writers. When it when it came to the 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 shadow and uh, the spider, I read that they were competing with each other. So if the the shadow did something that seemed to take off, they would say, "Well, how can we do that with the spider?" Camp uh, Crystal Lake memories. It was the first time I realized that adults aren't going into a room and saying, "Okay, I've watched the last three pictures, and yeah. I need, and I think we could do this, and this will be popular." It's somebody comes in and goes. Hey, what about this shit? Well, it really seems to be also they go, we're, we're making a new one. And they can't get people. <laughs> it's interesting because the, if you remember, the interesting thing is these films were reviled. Critics hated it. Oh, yeah. The people who worked on it hated them. It's hard to imagine. It's like I had to be reminded of that by looking into some of this stuff. I mean, this was a point that I didn't even consider. But when you go over the genesis of the films, these films were not seen as important, even if they were, they were just B, they were B movies, and they, if they made a lot of money, that's great, but they were shit. They were considered shit. Cunningham was embarrassed by them, and he didn't give a fuck about any, he was like, when he came back, he just wanted to get these films done. Um, the actors would some of the actors wouldn't come back because it was supposedly embarrassing for their agents. And well, their yeah, career. doesn't Kevin Bacon not even acknowledge that he's in the right? Well, people well, now they don't now it's like hilarious because you're a piece of pop culture history. You know, to be one of the first people killed by Jason is now a reason that you know you can go do conventions for the rest of your life if you're not Kevin Bacon. The second movie, they lose the star as the main character because her agent they don't meet the agent's 
needs. So she apparently goes to work and doesn't know that she's getting killed immediately in the movie, which is kind of horrible. Yeah. In fact, they do this to a lot of people because they hire them under a fake name for every movie. Because they didn't want people to know that they were making a new Friday the 13th, which is weird, if you think about it. And people would show up and find out that they're actually in a different movie. And they've done research into their character because they know your character is in a mental institution. Okay, I did all this stuff. You're in the new Friday the 13th. And one guy's like, oh, shit. (laughs) But they lost the actress from the second one because she didn't want to be in the third one. They lose a guy who plays Tommy. He was a Christian. And he felt the movies were not... He almost was in the next one because there was scenes with praying. It's really interesting to see what affects the series. They have a different Jason... Kane Hodder, he's your, Jay- he's your Jason, right? Kane Hodder's your Jason. He's only in four of them. And he's in mostly the bad ones. He's just a big presence. And he does, you know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they can't get their shit together. Should we use new, should we use an actor or a stuntman to be Jason? How does he look? We don't know. What's his connection? What's his family like? They, they start scattering family members over the entire fucking series. It's like more embarrassing than Halloween 2. When I was saying before, you know, he's maybe not realized till the sixth film, brushing up on these films. I wouldn't rewatch them. I couldn't, I couldn't either, them. right? I was watching a review and someone pointed out <laughs> that in six, a new beginning. I think what, I know where you're going, yeah. It, that's with Supernatural. That's with the Supernatural, right. So, so there's five films yeah. in you're which right. he's not Supernatural. Right. He's not super strong, even though he's been crushing heads. Right, but he's he, he's busting. strong. Right, he's strong, but he, he doesn't become a good the Hulk. Hit. But that's you're right. I was trying to figure out why you were saying six, but that's true. He does not become a zombie, a superhuman zombie. Right. Um, and he has different. First, he's killing everybody because his mother. Then he's just killing everybody because he's Jason. Then he's killing people in New York. And he's killing people on a boat. I don't get. Yeah. Then he's then scientists find him. That's fucked up. But it's true because, okay, so the first movie, it's a giallo in some way. There is no reason to really wonder who the killer is because they don't really seem to care. Uh, Crazy Ralph is literally added to the script because the studio goes, we got to have some people that they could possibly be the killer, which means you haven't done your job on the script. But yeah, I don't know if you watch Friday the 13th and go, ooh, who's the killer? Because you're seeing all the kids doing shit. Yeah. So is the killer Crazy Ralph? Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. I love Betsy Palmer in this movie. And it's funny because I like Betsy Palmer from um, when she was on uh, I've Got a Secret. People don't realize how against type this was because she wasn't famous in the, in the 70s, 80s. But she was America's sweetheart. <clears throat> Pregnant while on the show. The show was live every week. People loved her. She would like get upset if she thought she said something off color or things like that. I mean, she was like this cherub, you know. She's on the set smacking people because she goes, that's how we did it in theater. So she made the girl cry. And she's like, you know, I hate this movie. And she's come, she came eventually to appreciate it. It was kind of like Alec Guinness with Star Wars mm. because she didn't understand the movie or like it. So, I mean, I really like her in that movie and I like her as a, as a villain and as a killer, but... It is kind of disappointing when you watch it and you find out that it's just an old lady. Yeah. Who's mad at people. Right. And I, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Betsy Palmer. It's just a, it's an old lady killing people. Uh, it didn't work. Right. And a, and, a, and a jump scare at the end, which is which, memorable. Which, yeah. But, but also 
in the grand scheme of storytelling felt like it was making up for the fact that it was an old lady killing people yeah now because they, some, it was like you know at the end it was like at the end of one of those movies where it turns out the mob is making people think they're ghosts in the right. haunted house and then a real ghost comes up and right. scares everybody right. it's, it's like, not that it, this is also the first uh friday the 13th isn't as crazy as the very ending of say mother's day which comes out of fucking no no that is gotta be that's a real yeah the credits roll and you're going what yeah right and you're going why friday the 13th part two will frighten you at least for moments although it will be a close run thing whether it will be fright nausea or simple distaste that gets to you first john corey the new york times so the second one i really hate the opening of the second one to be honest i actually hate all of the second one second one is not very good but i memories of liking the final girl in that movie she does a good job of it and you're rooting for her but the movie is actually just kind of boring and not well put together right but at the end there's that great jump scare with the window which also turns out to be a dream or a dream of what happened it's really confusing and and it's hard for me to think about parts of that movie and realize they're a Friday the 13th movie that Jason isn't what I think of as Jason. It's well, that's the thing. He doesn't seem like Jason. He seems like a farmhand who wandered off from another movie. Yeah. Well, well he's the town that dreaded sundown. Exactly. Which they didn't see, I'm, I'm sure. Oh no, no one. Nobody saw that. saw that. Nobody <laughs> saw that. Jesus, it's the same fucking it's, thing. Well, there were people in the documentary who seemed to think that somebody just remembered the town that dreaded sundown and and did base yeah. it on that. I mean. Everything comes from something. Oh, that's fine. Oh, is the second one the one that has the, the outright steal from Bay of Blood? No, I think that's the first one. I think that's Kevin Bacon. No, no, no. Kevin Bacon, it it comes up from behind. Oh, it's the two ones, right? It's, it's the, the two, two, and ones. that's Bay of Blood. Yeah. And I remember yeah. people talking about that. I'm going, that's Bay of Blood, though. From, like, mm. what, 1971, 1970, 69? Bava does Bay of Blood, also known as... Twitch of the Death Nerve. Twitch of the Death which Nerve. Which is a, an amazing title. I don't, li- I don't like it. I think it's just like a bad, sick joke. Not even the ending? Oh, that, that ending is stranger than Queenie jumping over <laughs> a fucking tree. At, at uh, the, Bay of Bud is 1971. But, uh, so two, yeah. I, 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 I mean, maybe all I'm remembering is that good jump scare. It's a good stunt. I think the beginning is effective. I hate it, though. In the sense, because I hate, I hate yeah. those kinds of scenes. But it's, but it's effective in, I'm sure, people in the audience oh, were yeah. shocked when that happened. Oh, yeah. Because you found out less about movies back then. Right. You had to have some... Some bastard came into school on Monday and told you, Oh, yeah, the girl from the first movie, she's killed in the first five minutes. Fuck you! <laughs> Shut up! But, you know, that didn't happen. I don't know how she ends up in the movie for just a few minutes, though. If her agent couldn't get her the deal, why the fuck would he send her? Maybe that was to salvage a little bit of money after he fucked it up. Yeah, who knows? But I, I dislike when character. I mean, this is this is me, right? And probably a lot of other people. But I have a real stick up my ass when you get me to care about a character, or at least get me to root for a character, even if the character is not much of a character, and they survive all this shit just to get the to the end of a movie or the next movie to be bumped off in the first bruce campbell in maniac cop 2 and and his his wife or girlfriend i don't know if they got married in between movies i wasn't invited when you start watching these movies i would imagine you see the first one when it first comes out and then you see the second one and then you go well what are they going to do next well they've already broken the relationship with reality right is there going to be another which is interesting because they don't they don't care it's interesting how how cold-blooded the series is in a lot of ways because even though 
Mancuso is very interesting. He's a little scary looking. I, I felt like he was either going to sell me a car or whack me, you know. And he also looked like he had a rough night or something. I mean, he's, but he was. But I liked the way he spoke about things. At first, I thought he was going to be a bit of a jackass, but he. Re- it was interesting to see how he becomes a part of the movies uh, and becomes the executive producer, the, the producer on these, calls a lot of the shots and really does try to do the William Castle thing, if nothing else. Orient it towards audiences, bring things new to bring right. new things and make this thing a hit. Mm. Um, he's not really, they don't want to build a mythos, but they do want to try to let's not insult the audience's intelligence as it was. Why let's have a reason for the same movie again? It's a weird series when you basically go, What are the highlights of the first three movies? Well, this one's important because uh, it's the first movie <laughs> and he's not in it, Jason's not in it, your, your character. The second one's important because Jason is your killer. But he's, it doesn't he's not, look like Jason. he doesn't have his costume. Nope. He doesn't have his Superman suit. The third movie, Jason gets a hockey mask. Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D would be a little better than Part 1 or Part 2, even without 3D. The technical breakthrough that allows Steve Miner, the director, to send an eyeball flying right out of a victim's socket and into your lap. What an innovation. Janet Maslin, New York Times. That's small potatoes to be able to brag about. I mean, I guess 3D is is new, but I mean, really, look, this one has no Jason. This one, Jason, who should be dead, is back with no explanation and no supernatural. Three, he gets his hockey mask. <laughs> yeah. And you're uh, wow. If you told me you're only you could only watch one Friday the 13th ever again, it would be the third one for me. I like the third one is a third one is a really efficient machine by the third one they understand their their system okay literally get these kids out there some of them have to fuck one of them is chased uh there's a comedy relief jerk off there's this and that the killer is using the killer doesn't use the same knife any you know it's going to be a variety of weapons the gore is there the lake is there and we are led by the... No, there's a means to an end of every kill here because we the 3D effect is going... The 3D aspect of it makes it fun. I think, yeah. you, you know, watching it in 2D... Sure, it's a stunt. I mean, the, the, the thing, that's one thing I do like about 3 because I think it is an efficient... It's, it, the, the kills are very nasty. But it doesn't feel mean-spirited because everything feels like a stunt. They, they're almost like tricks mm. in a weird way. Whereas most of the J, Jason films feel pretty nasty. But 3, it's almost like, look... We know our audience. We know they're going to cheer when we show something like this. And this one has like fireworks. This arrow is going. This spear gun is going. I mean, really, why is he shooting a spear gun? Those are fucking hard to hit things with, you know? They're made to hit big creatures that are in front of you in the water, not peg campers from like 30 fucking feet away. But it's well shot. It's a fun, dumb movie. Right. That it's works. a great popcorn movie. But Seeing it's, that in the theater, it's possibly the piece. first one that really, at least, is a big stupid charge for me. I, I, it's not like a favorite film by any means, but the first two are really routine in a lot of ways. I mean, I didn't know the third one was good. Was the first time that they were ending it. They intended <laughs> to end it, right? So they went out on a bang, and it would have been interesting if that was the franchise, the trilogy. Oh, yeah. It was a yeah. trilogy. Yeah, it kind of would have worked, right? This is the one that has, he's in a barn a lot. He keeps going back to the barn. And yeah, there's a lot going. of barn stuff. It's really weird that it's, yeah, it's, it's Jason's barn. And there's always more houses in each, <laughs> the next movie. There's more people living around. And then there's people who say they, that they lived in Cramp Crystal Lake 
20 years ago and that they've had a house there the whole time. The most fucked up piece of real estate in movies, really. But how does he die in the third one? I'm tr- oh, they, act, they, they chop him in the... Uh, this is the one where he gets chopped in the face with an axe. Let me just Which is sure. interesting because that's really kind of a low-key way to kill off your... You know, the character dies in such crazy ways. And what's interesting is you, you talk about the first three films being a trilogy. Well, the next three films are a trilogy. They're what are the they, Tommy? Tommy? They're yeah, Tommy. The that's, Tommy that's, fucking I didn't trilogy. realize. That's right. There's three. And this is... And this... And the, with the fourth film is where the fascination starts to come in. A promise is a promise, or at least it ought to be. But despite its title, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, shows no signs of being the last in its none-too-illustrious line. Janet Maslin, New York Times. Because the fourth film is where they start to move away from... I mean, Crystal Lake is never far from the movies, on the whole. But they realize that they... They can't just keep having Jason come back or a Voorhees come back, and you could—they they actually got tired of the shtick pretty fast, and they didn't think there was much juice in this. And they were advertising this as Jason. This is it. This is the final chapter. The fourth one, right? Right. Right. Jason's going to be dead. And so now you're thinking you've had these three films. Well, you've had two films with Jason. Yeah, it's weird. He, you keep forgetting he, right. he gets a late start. Right. Yeah. He gets mom, his mom costume. turns it over. He inherits it from mom. So you figure, okay, so what we're going to get in this film is we're going to get... The fully realized Jason is in the fourth. The fourth one's the, it introduces uh, Tommy and his sister. Right, we right. We see them it's, a lot. He's Corey house. Feldman. Right. Corey and Feldman is is he's into, he's, he's this series guy who puts on monster. He's, stuff. he's Tom Savini. Four is the one that I only know is the one. This has Crispin Glover. <laughs> it you know what I mean? One is one is mom. Two is bag on the head. Right. Potato sack. Jason. Three is hockey mask. And coming Jason. at you. And coming at you in three D. And four is Crispin Glover dancing. If you can't beat Crispin Glover dancing with anything else in your film, you got problems. Because <laughs> most people say, this is the Crispin Glover dancing movie. And, and, and Tom Savini's makeup is insane. Right. He came back because he wanted to kill Jason, which yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. And he does it and through he, Tommy. He certainly goes bonkers. Why do serial killers in movies, um, serial monster killer movie, why do they have, a, why don't they have a preference for a weapon? Because you know, because it's the porn thing of the, if you if you have sex with two people, you have to have sex with five people. So they have to start using corkscrews, and then they have to start using straps. I think there's a strap killing. No, that's the next one, I think. But they have to use spear guns. I mean, really, what? And they have to be proficient in all of them, as if they've been training. Well, yeah, been, what else has he been doing? I know. It's. I mean, I'm amazed that he's not pulling bolos out <laughs> and. Uh, b- Boomerangs. I mean, it's really it, whatever he picks up. Sorry. Caltrops. He's like Belzai. Whatever he put, picks up, he's proficient in. Right. But I do like that. All of a sudden, he's like giving people. He's needling them. He's literally. He's like, I'm going to chop you here, and then I'm going to get you. I mean, and I think I think what you could probably pick up from both of us talking about this and what we remember and from yeah. the documentary that we're not experts in naming our top 10 kills from friday the 13th no i'm not it's not i mean i remember to be quite honest they're good on a technical level of the effects i can't think of many of them they all happen very suddenly the more memorable ones are the ones that make you think oh my god if that if i was in that position that's it lying in bed smoking a joint after sex and somebody's under the bed that's that's the ones that are more like urban legend two people impaled 
but getting spear gunned from 20 feet away just i don't feel afraid there's no tension there it's a stunt it's a it's a wow yeah doing handstands and getting chopped in half by a guy who walks into you know with a machete or whatever there's just no connection there's no personal connection and they don't make most of these characters are annoying yeah i mean this is also the the, the classic you don't like a lot of these characters. There's always a bitch. There's always a jock. There's always the right. And sex by this scene. time, there's the, a weirdo. There's a fat kid. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, it's by tiresome. this time, it's like it's very much you're like, okay, here's the group of people that are going to die. Right. Oh, what's this Tommy kid going to be like? Oh, is you know. Right. But you you already know how most of the movie is going to go, and you already know what you well you do know what you're there for. And it's a, a better film like Dawn of the Dead. You enjoy the kills and the craziness, but. You're drawn in by so many other things. I gave a shit about Roger, who's your character that you're not supposed to really... I mean, he grows on you, but he's a dick. Mm. Flyboy, I didn't like him, but it's still creepy that he gets taken down. Right. Because he was trying. Well, and this becomes the crux of, I think, probably our problem with this whole series. Is that what it is, is it's a machine... Yeah. To it do is, crazy kills yeah. on fake teenagers. Yeah. These movies really are machine. They're just, they really are pumping out the sausage. And where they put their efforts into, when you, when you hear about the scripts and read about them, they're all about functionality. They're literally how to get something from place A to B. We need, they're almost like the James Bond films. We need a new location. We need a new villain. We need a new girl. We need a new weapon. But the James Bond films also had... Good stunts, good acting, um, good music. This does, they don't. This is porn. This See, is the problem. It is porn. Well, because, it was made by people who worked right. in porn. It's how do we get these characters to do this sex scene? How do we get these characters to die this crazy? And way? how do we get people? How do we get asses in seats to watch this? And they did it, but you get the diminishing returns. It's a, you're you're right. It's a the Tommy trilogy is interesting because this is when people basically are trying to cope with the machine, <laughs> and they're trying they're trying to keep the machine going, but they're trying to you know what I mean. They're putting it into different cars, and some of these cars don't run well, and some of these cars look like shit, and some of these cars are missing wheels. We introduce a character who's going to come back in two other films. He's going to be set up as being something maybe the inheritor of jason's legacy maybe just a crazy guy who's going to hunt him forever we don't know and that's totally botched and they fuck they fuck up the the, well they didn't know it was going to be a tommy trilogy but they couldn't keep the same directors it's i mean for a popular franchise that obviously had its fans and detractors there was no one person they did not keep people they did. They, they Savini didn't stay. Stunt people didn't stay. The characters don't stay. Yeah, it's a. It's really weird how they clear the deck and yet make the same fucking thing over and over for those early movies, changing very very little. I think the. I think the end of four, where we basically have Tommy, kill Jason. Yeah, you know, go berserk on him. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's a good ending. It's it, it's memorable, and it's yeah. like, what the fuck? They figured out how to do the dream sequence in the story. They figured out how to do the, the disturbing ending that that you walk away from and go, what's going to happen next? Also, he's a kid. He's cute. You're rooting for him. Um, you like his sister. You're rooting for the two of them in a way that you never rooted for anybody before. Right. You know, we, if even, little... if we're, even if we're jerks who love to see the heads explode... 
he wasn't a kid that you wanted to see die. And the fact that he wasn't a shrieking little nasty kid that you had to drag around and he and he got people killed. And that at the end, you get a very, very satisfying psycho kid killing. I mean, that's ballsy. Right. Uh, you've seen it a million times bef- since. It was done before kids killing people. Right. But... This and was pretty ballsy. Jason is chopped to fucking bits. The kid goes psycho. Keep After going. four, right, you find out they're going to make another one. Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, took in more money around the country last weekend than any other movie. Sad to say, if this keeps up, it truly is a new beginning, and these films may never end. Henry Edgar, Daily Press. We're going right. to have a fucking new beginning. Right, and it's so, called a new beginning, and you know that Tommy is involved somehow. So you're, so you're thinking, waiting to see Corey Haim, right? And you're not back you're not at him, him, or maybe a new actor because he or, or, or did, did is do he they want Jason? Wanna, but he, you know it's gonna yeah. Is he gonna be Jason? Is he gonna fight Jason? What's gonna be? because it really certainly gives you the idea. He went psycho. He's imprinted this nonsense. Now you're at four films, and Jason's yeah. dead. What do you do? What do you do? You do a new beginning, and you do the. Probably the worst film in the, in, the, in the entire... I love it. You love it? I love it. Really? You know why? No. I don't think it's... I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a particularly good movie. I don't think it has particularly good kills. I don't think it has anything that stands out other than the fact <laughs> that they did that. What they decide to do is so crazy. It's soap opera. That's it's the, the thing, first movie again. That's the thing that kind of sucks you into, I think, franchises. That even if you're not interested in them, do you ever sit down in front of a soap opera and you're like, I can't I used stand to watch this soap stuff. operas as a kid right. all the time. Well, I started watching Days of Our Lives because my family was, my, my sister and my mother was watching it. And the next thing I knew, I wanted to know what was happening in this show I did not like. So, so You want to figure the shit out and it bugs your brain that you cannot... I mean, it, conspiracy theorists probably develop their conspiracy brains on films like these trying to make the things make sense these in comic books jason was not supernatural but he he was not dead he was hiding in the bushes and he but, he lived he went to the stop and shop and he would steal fruit and you know it's, what bothers it, me is that i never noticed until someone pointed out that the chevrons the arrow yes, things the blue ones are blue yeah. in five because yeah. it's not really jason yeah they're yeah. red yeah and and it's that and, and i don't know but it's it, why would you it do that so well the whole movie's fucking wrong stupid. the whole movie is so wrong-headed but five you like five you like five because it's bug fuck or i like five in a meta way of looking at the series and right. watching it uh, it's not if, if you had just said hey you've got to watch this movie i'd be like huh it's dumb. It looks it's ter- the cheap. I think it's terrible. It, it looks yeah. incredibly cheap. The plot is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, yeah, they decide to turn this thing into a really stupid murder mystery. Right. That so cheats. So, right. So they go back to the first movie and we yeah. don't know who the killer is. Now we're told in this movie that Jason's dead and right. has been cremated. Right. So there right. ain't no more Jason. So we know. And this one takes place years later because Tommy has grown up. He's, right? a, he's, he's grown up. He's, he's troubled. Troubled kids. Right. And there's a murderer. Right. And it's. And, and they try to get away from the Jason stuff as much as possible while also keeping right. the Jason stuff. Right. In some ways, it might be the most Giallo. It is, I think, yeah. yeah but it's it's like the dumbest yellow. Yeah, it's cheap and dumb, and it is a forgettable slasher, but... I can't remember a scene from it. A heavyset kid is covered in chocolate, 
and is trying to you kidding me oh that's right that's and right. trying to say to oh him, that's right he's the kid who his death his death at the beginning of the movie is what launches the mayhem literally because what happens is when the two right. ambulance guys come to find the dead body it turns out that one of them yeah. is his father yeah and he decides to dress as jason and kill people in revenge but is it Tommy? But it's hilarious because the thing is, you the first killer is not your killer. No. The first killer is just some z zoidoid who kills this poor kid who is a horrible stereotype and it's embarrassing. So maybe it's good that he puts him out early instead of like Shelly who was carrying around the hockey mask, as you will. Yeah. In fact, he's a sort of the horror character. He's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. scaring everybody and yeah. being a fake murderer and, yeah. and ha-ha. Because, you know, a Halloween mask... Is exactly what you bring to camp, right? To get laid, to get laid, <laughs> or to scare people because everybody knows a hockey mask is scary before Jason makes it scary. Hockey mask, football helmet, football helmet. What's a football helmet? I mean, anything. This could have been the weirdest thing. What Jason could have been wearing, depending on what they decided. This kid in the script brings to Camp right. Crystal. Like, he, if he, he he could have brought a spinny beanie, he could have brought. Uh. Uh, Alien antennas. The Michael Myers mask. Well, that would have been <laughs> weird. Be great if the guy puts on the Michael Myers mask. Oh my god! It's Captain Kirk. Oh, they paint it differently. Oh yeah, it's the same mask, but they paint. You know, half of it black and half of it white. That would be great, and then you could get the guy from Fade to Black to uh, yeah. be your killer, and it's yeah. boring. So yeah, five is so fucking dumb because it's basically there's three killers or something like that, or there's two killers. Well, there's 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 a but guy you think Jason in the beginning, yeah. That's, and a scene that's, that's just totally directed, absolutely. It's, oh, the it's, film it's is terrible. It's terrible. Might have the worst direction of any of them, except maybe the last two. But these these are the arguable worst. Right. Five, eight, and nine. I think. It's well, I'm trying to remember. Oh, we're getting there. And then, yeah, we're getting there. Honestly, other than it being who's pretending to be Jason or who the real killer is, it sets up. And you're supposed to think Tommy's doing it. But yeah, but when all is said and done, they set up Tommy being a killer again. Again, again, yeah. That he's whacked yeah. So he's kind of weird after first four. One. Yeah. Now he's an adult and weird at the end of five. Yeah. And when you hear there's going to be, a, you know, you a know new Jason. They're hoping, now they all have to end with the lights going on in the little toy house, you know. And <laughs> they all have to end with Michael Myers getting away. They all have to end with the promise, the possibility of a sequel, if not. and Which eventually goes fucking nuts because they get such a hard on at this point, around this point, that they're going to make Freddy versus Jason. They are so... Because they don't know what to do with fucking Jason, really. Right. He doesn't talk. And... He's not supernatural yet, like Michael Myers turns no, out. No, but to he's be. about to be. He's about to be, but well, yeah, eventually you do. You have to. Yeah, they have to become undead or something, or have powers, or go to space, and they do both with him. <laughs> uh, and I guess they do both with Leprechaun too. But the um, they just they don't have a mythology really. They they've already twisted it and fucked it up a bunch of times, and they get nobody really would know except insiders or people in the future that they've been they started wanting to make this freddy krueger movie and that there are already script ideas and people the other funny thing about friday the 13th is that you read about it and everybody starts writing friday the 13th <laughs> to try to get them sold 
actors from the movies start giving them Friday the 13th, <laughs> agents of writing Friday the 13th, original writers of write, uh, everybody's basically going because they don't know what to do with it. It's such an open book. Right. And they say they probably were saying we want to get away from Crystal Lake, but they couldn't quite, especially after Five Bombs. Yeah. Five is the of the early films Five is 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 a disaster. Um they're like we are never going to do this again. Jason has to be our killer. But the idea that Tommy, like, did it come into us to give him his meds? And they go, like, you're not thinking of being Jason Voorhees, are you? Again, you're still not into the Jason Voorhees. I'm good. Right. I'm good. But after these events transpired, I'm thinking about being Jason Voorhees again. It's it a ends, fucking and you go, oh, scene. my God. And then you go, so what's... Because he actually has a knife out. Right. He's going to kill the, the right. girl that he likes. But, but wait a second. That's the Christian guy, I believe. Oh, okay. The Christian actor who leaves so, to be in the seminary. He actually does leave filmmaking. Good for him. Fascinating. But but here's the problem. Don't touch that. When the that. sixth one happens, what are you expecting from that? To be fair, part six is the least offensive film in the series because it does display a sense of humor about itself. Gene Siskel, Chicago Tribune. You're expecting you once again. Now you're really... You the first one you're expecting Tommy's going to grow up to be a maniac. Nobody says to Tommy in the sixth movie, you seem much better. Yeah. Because what happens in the sixth movie? He gets Tommy, blamed for everything, right? Tommy. Again? And Horshaw. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I hate the opening of them. I think it's a really... I get it. It's actually a good scene. It's a, it's, it's a dumb scene, but it's... You can see the guy who makes it loves horror movies. Right. There was, there was actually style in that. It's, pro- it's the best directed, I think, of all the movies. I mean, it's probably the best movie in some ways. Oh, I think it, definitely. It's, it's got I a think... lot of flourishes. It's got a lot of good scenes. Yeah. I mean, it's not a movie I remember a lot, but I, it, it's paced I mean, really well. And I, I, every time I rewatch it, I enjoy it. I, have I like fun that. With it. I, I like that. I, I remember Sarah and I watched that one, and we both went, that one was good. Yeah. We were like really shocked. This is the first one that we thought was actually a fun movie. Like, if you didn't know who any of the characters were, you, it still had elements. It was fast. It was funny. Not all of the fourth wall stuff worked, but you didn't have a ton of movies that were self-aware like that, where characters were like, "This is like a horror movie." You know, we. It looked good. Um, the character was starting to look badass, and it brought the supernatural element in, which worked to finally sort of retroactively explain that this guy's a zombie. Right. He's not just big strong man who you didn't chop. He- yeah, it was hard uh, to kill. It didn't make sense because he's been well, chopped to pieces. Well, and suppo- and they don't mention that his, cre- I, they his were cremation's gonna, gone. They were going to have a line about the cremation. Okay. And they jettisoned it. Supposedly, and again, you have to go by what's on the screen, not what's right. in it. But, it's, but this is another reason that this franchise is fascinating because of s- every franchise is interesting to see where they didn't go. But this one is amazing for how many times they wanted to go left and went, we don't have the money to go left. Go right. Oh, wait, we can't go right. All the actors dropped out. Go straight. They don't want you to go straight because if you bring in another family member, we're going to have to have him... We're going to have to explain all this stuff. We're going to have to do his backstory. And I think that's why the father was jettisoned or whatever. But apparently the gravedigger is the one who was supposed to have had him buried because he's the father. So he had... He made a deal or he paid to have him buried instead of cremated. Which, of course, the authorities are just going to let happen, even though he's escaped death multiple times and he's killed 30 people and whatnot. (laughs) I mean, it's just unbelievable. There were very few articles written about 
Camp Crystal Lake up until like the sixth or seventh movie. Then you start seeing headlines, you know, and they're about Tommy usually. But then later on, it's as if everybody was watching A and E, and they were doing, you know, hi, I'm a I'm Bill shithead, and here's Jason. We're gonna do eighty hours on this dude because, as you know, he killed a lot of fucking people, and they thought they killed him, and then they thought he wasn't dead. At this point, they'd be interviewing half the living people. They'd be this guy would. I mean. Oh, you, you, see, He'd be the worst murderer ever, because see, he keeps. Can you? Are you? Killing. Gonna, are you going to continue? It drives on, me fucking nuts. Are you going to continue this when we get to yes. Manhattan? Yes. Then it, then it gets. Yes. Close. But the thing is, I don't like the opening because I li- I like the opening. I don't like the contrivance is so forced. But obviously, they had to do something. Right. Tommy but decides the, everything about it that is he stupid. has to, and he, he brings fucking Horshack. He with and him, which Horshack was a bad idea. Dig up the fucking grave. Open it up to set him on fire or something. They get mad and stamp him with an iron stake. Lightning hits him and he comes alive. And if that isn't stupid enough, he brings the hockey mask. That's, well, yeah, because he's always had that, right? But he, Since he was a little boy. Tommy, wait, no. Tommy brings, now, shouldn't he have the fake one, if anything? He would have the fake one if he had the one. Well, it depends on which killer's mask he took. If he took the, the Jason that he killed... Or the guy who was pretending to be Jason. Why did they let him have this hockey mask when he was having... Therapy. Oh, it was that kind of bullshit therapy. Well, they wouldn't have bullshit therapy in one of the Friday the 13th films. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. It's a hint, folks. (laughs) Coming up. Seven. (laughs) This movie has a lot going for it, but the, the, uh, the reason for the cool opening is terrible. I mean, it's a great horror opening. It's a great horror scene. It's very Universal Monsters on purpose. He brought this gothic thing into the movie, which works really well. It really works. He's got gothic stuff. He's got Frankenstein stuff, zombie stuff, Night Stalker kind of things, where because he's actually taking into account real reactions to these things and some humor, but there's real police people that sustain the movie. And as crazy as a corner he's he's been painted into to work with, he does a great job working with crazy movie background. I mean, they still don't explain a bunch of stuff. The cremation is thrown. I mean, they, it's interesting to see a series that ran this long, was this successful, had so many rabid fans, and they just would throw shit out. Well, if they, you know, it was like building a model. They would build a model each time, and they go, what do we do with this engine part? Nobody's going to see it. So they throw cremation out. So they throw dead in the water out. So they throw, he only has, he has no family out. So they throw, why does he, it's amazing. Right, and this one comes across almost like a meta yes, parody. Yes, it is of, on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and, and is that, it works. It's a really fun movie. I would it's say the, this would might be my second favorite. It's my, fir- it's my favorite. Yeah. And it's, I think it's the only one that has style. Actual style. Coherent, actual style. You could argue that the ninth one has style and that um, X has style. I mean, X, X is a good time with your friends and beer. We had a good time with it. Yeah. It's not a good movie. But it, there's some ideas in the mess that are funny and cool. It's not six, though. Six just fires on all engines. It's, yeah. uh, it's, I really like it. If that was on and I didn't know what to do, I'd be like, yeah, that's, I'll check that right. one out. Are Tommy... Trilogy, but Tommy does in the first movie. He's important in the second movie. They they flub everything. Right. I mean, there's nothing that works in that movie. It is a fascinating fuck up. Skip five. It doesn't. Need, it doesn't actually do anything. It is a side quest. It is like you know. It's like one of the islands in Resident Evil. You do not have to go there. To un- you can actually understand four and six. Uh, four and six without it. 
Tommy's gone nuts and he goes back to kill him. The Tommy character works because they finally had a nemesis. Right. He, he, he didn't have a Dr. Loomis. He didn't have a camp counselor who lived who came back. He didn't have a doctor or a cop who was enthralled with this. He finally got his Van Helsing. Yeah, but they the idea that it's a little kid that grows up with an obsession to kill him is right. kind of cool. Right. It would, uh, I think it would be even cooler if they didn't set him up at the end of each movie well, as taking I, on the mantle no, of, of... I, I agree with you. Basically. First of all, I hate any ending that has the crazy part. At the end, the crazy person becomes what they... I just doesn't work for me showing people breaking down mentally like that never it's it's just so comic book cartoon you don't see the snap you know what i'm saying it just doesn't work everything is fantasy in these movies so to try to put something in there psychological is just so boring right. if nothing else all the talk about it in five is boring right. i don't want to i don't go to a to the uh, you know a slasher to just talk about this kid's problems they don't give tommy much of an arc you know He's either going bonkers or getting... He's getting chased, going bonkers, or getting chased. Right. Is he going to die in some amazing way that will be a sacrifice that will end Jason's thing forever? He almost does. But I mean, I mean, you, I, think, I think the best you could say for him is that he's a consistent character who they didn't quite know what... You can, t right. you can tell they wanted to make him the killer. They didn't pull the trigger on that. And then they tried again to temp tempt you with that. And then... He doesn't really, they don't make him enough of a, I would have liked it if he was a psycho trying to kill, if he was really psycho crazy trying to kill Jason maybe, uh, or he's just not much of a character. It's, it's, it's one of the best in the series, right. I think. It's very satisfying. If you think of that as the Tommy trilogy and you end it, what do you do next? I guess it's finally Freddy versus Jason, yeah. right? Which was what they're trying to, they've right. been in the background trying to do. Um, the thing that's funny also is that at this point, Crystal Lake is a fucking toxic, it, it's a love canal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether or not you want reality to, to intrude, you've now shown that there are, there are medical hospitals, there are houses, cabins on this lake, that there are families around the area, that there's a town, that there's a police force that apparently couldn't fucking be arse to do much. There is a urban legend. Everybody keeps talking about Jason as an urban fucking legend. Imbecilic. It's like Camp Crystal Lake is partitioned off from the rest of the world. It is another... It's like a, a, bubble, a reality. bubble reality. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of the world doesn't know, and they don't know about the rest of the world. <laughs> from betwixt my fingers peered exactly what my soul had feared. To the bone a nerve shoots chilling, Jason on a rampage killing. There is no God, there is no heaven. It's back, Friday the 13th, part 7. Steve Davis, Austin Chronicle. So now we're into New Blood. We're not going to get Freddy versus Jason. Which is, New Blood is not quite a new beginning. It's bringing in new shit. They, it's, could, they couldn't It's Freddy, Freddy versus Jason. Because but it's Freddy versus Carrie. It's Freddy versus Carrie, which is the second time we've had Carrie checked by name by the, by the franchise because the dream sequence in one was done for Carrie and now literally they say let's bring right. in Carrie and, and she's also a fire starter right, boom, right. you can throw right. that in <laughs> boom. hey 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 <laughs> boom Terry Kaiser That's a you know I don't hate Seven but it sucks but the I thing is I like the girl yeah I, I, I kind of I kind of felt like she was a, more of a character than you usually get the fighting the, between them yeah wasn't 
the worst in the world. No, I it was kind of it was kind of cool seeing him getting his ass kicked too but by this chick. It almost feels like it's a bottle episode. Like there's three. It's, it's a bubble reality nothing. in a yeah, yeah. It's 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 the Godzilla films where they start having he's on an island right. and they just put some trees. There's no right. very few buildings. It does feel very very small. And um, the seventh is just bonkers. Since I guess we broke the supernatural barrier. Fuck it. Other people have powers too. Right, so now it's... Which a... is an interesting way to go because basically you're going Frankenstein meets the war, the Wolfman. Right. When something starts running out of things, you start throwing, you know, they used to throw comedians into it or throw their other monsters in. You know, right. eventually and... you get Destroy All Monsters or you get Abbott and Costello meet right. Frankenstein or you or... get House of Frankenstein, House or of Dracula. It... Carry, Firestarter, it's... I'll split your mask, I'll show a different face. You'll be in this situation. I, you'll be in that situation. It's really situation. funny, though, that they come to the point where it's just like, you know, it, again, it's hard not to think about porn, but horror films do have that going for them, especially franchises where it's like more, better, faster. This doesn't really get you the body count or the kills. It doesn't... I don't remember any of those, even though I know that they happen. But I remember some of them are not, not that exciting. It's really, you want to get to the, the battle between the two of them. And there's some effective scenes there. And what's interesting is, these characters aren't real. And Jason is not a character that I have a lot of investment in. But I do remember when we were watching it, there was something kind of cathartic and cool about watching Jason getting his ass kicked. For the first time. Yes, exactly. I mean, well, now also you know that he is invulnerable. Right. You also know that he, he's a machine. Um, how does he do? Oh, that's right. They don't kill him. They just get rid of him, which is which I like. You know, it's like when they throw the monster down a pit. Right. You know, the gamma falls into something falls into a volcano, and you don't necessarily know if they're dead. I thought that was. I really like the end of six. There's something very. It's an, it's a. It's also a shot that stays with well, you. Well, it's it's like it looks it, good. You were you were doing the uh, comparison to Frankenstein. It's like where's Frankenstein end up in whatever the movie? ice or the right. the oh, right. He ends up in the uh, the pit. Right. That that yeah. That's right. You know, and you always have an out at that point. I think yeah. To me, the biggest problem of seven is that it feels like it feels like there are only a few characters. Mm. I like the girl. Um, I hated the psych yeah, the psychiatrist and the mother characters. They eat up a lot of time with the psycho babble. The idea of making this psychiatrist a villain is kind of boring to me. He's not a good villain. You know, in, in, in Bride of Frankenstein, you have um, um, Thesig, Ernest Thesiger as uh, Pretorius, and he's terrific. You, you, he's an added, added attraction. Um, Terry Kaiser is just, the, the psychiatrist is just a time waster. You know, there's no good scenes with him. I mean, having him be the villain that tortures her, it almost makes like Jason is not her main villain. Right. Uh, but by default, they're mixed up with each other. I, yeah, I like, I actually think that the, the way that, if you're going to have masks getting taken off of him every time so that they can have a Jason reveal, as if you don't know that he's a big, ugly mess down there. But it's like, and everybody changes it, which is funny. He... Right. He, he, he looks drastically different. He looks drastic. Time. You know, he starts looking like he's got two heads and then he's got a hair length and then he's got... But um, I, I kind of like the end because it's just a big set piece, but the whole movie is a slog because it does feel like Jason's stabbing random people who lost their football and go past the bushes while this stupid psychodrama is going off and you're getting basically Carrie. The right. same beats as Carrie, but... 
it just seems cheap and, and phony. And uh, the, the and again the lake. We're gonna get to, to the next. The, how big is this lake? As big as it needs to be. Exactly. It, again, the bubble universe. It's an expanding, contracting lake. Because in the first movie, the, you don't you really feel like the lake is like a camp lake. Yeah. The lake at my camp, you could canoe across it in like fifteen minutes. Could could you take it into Manhattan? The canoe? <laughs> the lake. If <laughs> if I had to. But seven is just Blair, it's not. Yeah, it really, it really is a misfire. It's not it, offensive. It's it's it, boring to me. Like five, where they tried something completely different, it doesn't quite work. The these other these other franchises back in the day, the Universal monsters, um, the uh, the Godzilla films, and the like, you had these things built up over time. Rodan, you already everybody had their introduction in their movie. Her build up as a character takes over the movie it's a way to cut costs and it's a way to eat up screen time right and her story is boring they you've already you already know what carrie does they, and how she becomes right. what she becomes the backstory with her dad is kind of piss yeah. poor the ending with him coming out <laughs> yeah. is just a bad idea somebody went it'll be like jason except it'll be sweet they would have been better off having your classic kids go to the cabin kim's Kids go to the, the camp. They start dying. Wait, there's one weird girl. Oh, she's psychic. And yeah, to be honest. They had the same movie. To be honest, I think that would have been better because you would have been upending those tropes rather than bringing in a bunch of tropes that do not fit and a bunch of characters that are just, I mean, strictly boring. Mm. If you're going to bring a scanner in or something like that, we don't need to have an hour of scanning. Right. You want to... Right. You want to, hey, I, I, look what again, I could do. The scripts are really problematic with these films because it's not just the adherence to the continuity. Because I'm, if the movie's good, whatever. It's that they don't have good dialogue. They, 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 they don't have... The script doctors come in to work the plots and the kills. They don't come in to actually make the characters work. Right. They don't and, come in to make the it, non-murder stuff work. Right. Halloween is an enjoyable film even when you're not... I mean, if you were just watching Laurie and, and PJ Souls and everybody, you'd be like, I know. Is this, a, is this a good, is this a teen comedy? I like these characters. They're funny. Carrie, the non-horror stuff right. in Carrie, works. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Phantasm has bug fuck shit. Like, why is this psychic right, doing in, stuff? To... But the problem in Seven is they're trying for this weird, like, melodrama or... Yeah. You don't want that. It's a different story. And it feels yeah. like Jason is more added to this yeah. than they yeah. added her character yeah. to a Friday the 13th film. Yeah. It, it feels like uh, Godzilla showing up at the end of... you know Godzilla's hardly in Godzilla versus the sea monster. It's, like right. just, it's just... Because it's supposed do, to be King Kong. Yeah, and this was supposed to be Freddy Krueger. Right. And they got the idea, but they, what you want to see is the fighting. And also, the fighting was very expensive. They built... They built sets to collapse. And they right, built and that, houses that was the most dramatic. Those yeah, scenes it's a good scene. Are, are big and they look like someone planned them where the rest of the movie looks like we'll talk in the corner nonsense. Yeah. It starts, it, again, and again, it doesn't even follow its own logic. If she can destroy entire, if she can pull down entire buildings, you got to at least explain why the best she can do on him is crack his mask because he's some supernatural entity or, you know, just throw some bullshit in there. It doesn't give you a satisfactory yeah. uh Friday the 13th film that you're used to in any way. I mean, first of all, why did they let him sit in the bottom? They dredge up any... You know, 
if a dog falls into a lake, well, there's so many dead the, bodies they haven't oh, got. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. They go, they keep finding other dead bodies. <laughs> there was a mob hit here at Camp Crystal Lake that oh, we didn't. And we, we're getting actually we're getting, it's like the Coven Cult. The Giovanni yeah. family is in here, and we've got seven or eight of them right now. But we just can't find Jason. Where just can't find Jason. Yeah. It's hard. There was a rock because it's not like they're gonna. What happened, Tommy? Yeah. I can't tell you. You're gonna tell us, Tom. All right, I'll tell you. And and the girl, we we dumped him in Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah, leave him there. Yeah. Is he is he secured? Did you have him secured? Yeah, exactly. How many? What kind of knot did you put on that? Yeah. Because no, but he's not coming back. She kills Jason. No, he's back in the lake because her dead father comes up and pulls him down. Right. Now Jason has super strength. Yeah, but her her dead dad has super nurse. No, he just has super intent. I don't know. Maybe, and he's like, he looks ridiculous. Maybe he rolled well. Yeah, that's true. He may have gotten like a critical. He might have gotten a hundred. It's bullshit. It would have been great if he came up and Jason just twisted his fucking head off and looked up and she ran away. And he's just like sitting on the dock. And he's just like, yeah, maybe I'll make some beans. Maybe I'll change my shirt. Maybe I'll put the bag back on my head. How does he get another hockey mask? He keeps losing his hockey mask. They, they, they said, split. There's a there's a souvenir shop. Oh, at my Crystal God. Lake. Because now everybody Bullshit. knows he's in the urban Oh, but it's like... So, is that... No. No. Seven ends with... Uh, we never see her again. No, she's never... Yeah, she's We don't not. need that again. The and, papers apparently do not get a hold of this. Jason is now being held down by a dead man, I guess? No, well, they wouldn't. This is all psychic bullshit. But was he a thought form? Was he a tulpa? Yep. He was Daddy Tulpa? Yeah. Big Daddy Tulpa? <laughs> bad. It has its moments, but yeah, it's... Yeah, I felt bad for the, for, the, for the actress who played the girl because she's super likable and you, you, you root for her because Jay... I don't really... I don't like Jason, you know what I mean? He's not an interesting character to me because he's not stable. Right. He's, he's whatever they want him to be and he's, he actually just feels like a puppet. The most amazing conceit of Jason Takes Manhattan is that Crystal Lake High School even has a graduating class to warrant a senior trip to New York. Richard Harrington, Washington Post. Now you gotta do eight. So now you get into what I was gonna say is the baby card. Okay. Syndrome. What do I mean by the baby card syndrome? I don't know. Well, Sometimes because I like the baby card films. I, I yeah, love them too. <laughs> Sometimes you're fighting the snow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Sometimes yeah. you're fighting the sand. Sometimes yeah. you're on a ship. Sometimes you're on this. Right. So now it's a it's just a fucking it's a, gimmick. It's like it's, the road. It's like it, the road movies. Yeah, we're in Morocco, then we're in Bali or something. Right. I forget where they go. And all it is is a. I went to see this with Dave Milcarrick. We went to see it. If my memory serves me right, we went to the. Uh, the Amboy Twin, that oh. horrible Amboy Twin. Yeah, the the old one. Yeah, so so we watch it. It's in a bad there, theater, yeah. Because yeah. we're thinking, oh my god, that's interesting. What is Jason? Gonna well, do they got everybody that? psyched up with the ad. This is famous more for its ad campaign and what yeah. it didn't deliver. It is. He's gonna walk around and he's in a new place with so, a new face. So now, fucking students on a boat leaving camp. Crystal, nothing, well, leave, nothing. Leaving Crystal Lake. Nothing makes sense in this one. That they're going to take a boat to Manhattan. And Jason hangs out. Yeah, and they're starting out from Crystal Lake, and there is no way on earth they can get to New York. All they can do is get to the other side of the lake. I mean, when they show it in the first movie, it looks, it looks like it, you know, you can go out there fishing with Ralphie, 
but it doesn't look like the kind. It doesn't look like Lake Ontario, and even that's not going to get you to New York. This one is the dumbest, most yeah. insulting. Uh, the the next one is a fucking horror show, but it's so bonkers that at least you are you get lights and sound and action. It's not well, good, but this one is. I think it's the. I think it's the dullest. I also thought that the guy who made the eighth movie, in his interviews for uh, the documentary, is a bit of a schnorrer. He seems to have. A, there's a reason everything is bad. He owns some of the bad elements of the movie, mm. but. This is a terrible movie. Yeah, it, it, and it cost five million dollars more than any of the others in the series, the original series, and it looks like shit. Right, and and what you wind up getting is mostly a boat ride. Yeah, a very unsatisfactory Jason hits Manhattan and kills a few people in what mostly doesn't look like Manhattan. It's it's Toronto or Vancouver, yeah. You know, yeah. I think they did They some shot fun, Manhattan yeah. for a very brief period of time. Well, you know, why make this fucking movie if you're not going to finance it? You know? Why make this movie about him going to New York and not have him in New York? Be, well, the budget. Went to, Obviously. The funny thing is they gave them a budget. Usually when a movie has a budget, even when it pisses it away, you go, "Well, Megaforce has cars." Right. And it's got those costumes. And Barry Boswick's hair must have cost a lot of money. And his camel toe. Because there's deeds, not words. And those deeds cost money. This movie looks like shit. Yeah. From the get-go. Yeah. The boat looks like sets. If that's a real boat, that is the ugliest <laughs> that, is, that is the ugliest fucking boat. There seem to be about 12 people in the whole movie before they get to New York. It's just, that boat feels empty. There is, mm-hmm. you know, it's not... It, the, the film seems to be like prom night on a boat you know what i'm saying it's yeah. a hot it's we're gonna have we're gonna have this big trip and it's a boat that can fit tons of people there's a disco there's all right but there's like eight kids yeah. a guy who's a jerk you get a boat ride instead of the carry story for yeah. the for the psychic you get a, the villain for the because jason's not around really for a little while you've got the mean guy who drags the girl who's afraid of water onto the boat so that you have instant drama. You know, I hate water. What the fuck are you going to Camp Crystal Lake for? <laughs> Why are you on this boat? Get lost. You've got the, the, you know, here's an Asian girl. Here's a black guy. Here, we've got this varied group. So you've got the camp group from the earlier films. So you do have that. It would have been better if they switched the movies up, you know. Right. Take the group from the eighth movie, put him in the seventh, take the seventh <laughs> shit, sh- don't make the eighth movie. Right, right. But they use... The boat and the high school kids and the, the 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 snotty girl and the drugs and all that nonsense. It's just this garbage. At first forty five minutes, hour even. Of oh him yeah, stalking the, the people. The vast majority of that film stalking is stalking people the boat. on a boat. The boat's not exciting looking. Nothing is happening in this movie. Right, and then they get to Manhattan and nothing happens. And then it's it has the, worst. the, the stupidest these... fucking ending of all time. Yeah. The first hour of this movie feels like a post-apocalyptic film. It feels like these are the survivors <laughs> of something. And there's only a bunch of us and we're trying to get somewhere. The characters are fucking awful. Yeah. And uh, you don't even get like... A, there's no sense of threat or anything And like I feel that. like the only memorable kill is that's the one where he punches a guy's head right. off. Right, and that's what happens in so Manhattan, which, could, stupid. which is not has nothing to do with being in Manhattan. Manhattan feels like... It just, it's like he shows up at a set and there's like New York junkie costumes from Spirit Halloween. New York rapper. Yeah. New York hoodlum. The thing is, the movie's budget kept chopping the script down. 
And that, okay, fine. But when, you're, when your high concept is, I mean, the whole thing is a bait and switch and a cheat. It really is the only film where the ad campaign, they had an ad campaign with him cutting through the uh, I Love New York thing, I think, and they shot some others. They put more effort into the ad campaign. Everybody got excited. Really, when you think about it, how good could that movie be, even if they put time into it? I well, mean, like I said, it's, it's a stunt. Just, but, it, but what could, obviously you could make a movie. But really, the idea of him walking around New York... I bet Larry Cohen could have made it crazy. Sure, and he already did. He made Maniac Cop. He looks like a soggy bastard in a hockey mat. He looks like shit when you can see him walking around in a city street. He just looks silly. He, taking him out of context... I mean, imagine if you saw the Wolfman or Frankenstein walking around in Times Square. It would just be... A, it's a, it, he looks like shit. Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, when I mentioned it's kind of like the baby cart... What fans always talk about and what people always talk about is we got to get Jason in the snow. Yeah. We got to get yeah. Jason in well, the snow. Well, that's their only idea, yeah, because you'd have blood on the snow. Same meat, different gravy. Yeah, there's, there's, same gravy, different this is, meat. Uh, like just, I was saying, like after, after the Tommy trilogy ended, they're just trying stuff. They really are like what ifs. As screwy as the Tommy trilogy is, what if he fought Carrie? What if he got on a boat and went to Manhattan? What if we just redid the whole fucking thing and made it the hidden with with Halloween and uh, right? What if we went bonkers? So yeah, we're done with Manhattan, right? Oh fuck, Manhattan. it's a piece of sh- it's. Well, the thing is, they ran out of money, and then they were like, "We'll shoot this percentage right. in Manhattan, in New York. We'll shoot this percentage on the boat." Then it's like, "We'll twenty five percent." Right, and then the ending. We but should talk about the, the end. And then, but they don't use New York well at all. Well, they don't use. New York They Hall. just used Times Square and it looks like the Ghostbusters video. Like when they had the Ghostbusters right. walking in Times Square. It's just, it's a stunt. Right. It looks fake. It looks, he does not work in that element. I mean, and, if he was walking around the sewers, I don't know. I don't and, know. Central but, Park. But, but I don't that's the thing. Know. And then it ends with, we find out that he, at night, they flush they out. They flush out the New York sewers. With toxic waste. Which, uh, that's how I found out about it. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. I would have think maybe MythBusters. I would have, you know. And when no, you this a, and when you when Jason is is a, killed, but he's he drowns in toxic waste, and it turns him into a little boy who doesn't look like Jason. Yeah, There's, it's interesting because no, it's not. It's one of it's it's one of the biggest what the fuck endings. Because what were they ever. doing with that? What did they plan on doing with that? If you realize that when we get to the next film. They're, they don't even fucking try. They don't even try. They don't mention it. They don't, they don't even tell you what happened, to be honest. Because I read the synopsis of that one because I realized I don't know what the fuck's going on either. I mean, what you see, what you get on the screen, um, he's trapped in the sewer trying to kill the final girl and the final boy? Or is it just the final girl? Wow. Anyway, whatever happens. So they're in Toronto or whatever. Or they're on a set. And you find out that, yeah, toxic waste is going to go through the sewers of New York, as they do. And what I read in the synopsis on Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia is often wrong, but it says that Jason sees this wave coming at him. He freaks out because of water. He's afraid of drowning. And he turns into a small child. Right. The toxic waste mutates or devolves him. Now, he is supernatural, but I have never seen any... The dopiest harm, Frankenhooker, comedy, poor Toxic Toxic Avenger. He doesn't become a child. He becomes a Toxic Avenger, right? You don't become babies. 
Well, you don't become baby. You don't become like, clean, baby. But, but that, he was it, washed of his sins by talking. Right. Toxic he did, it's not that he just turned like he becomes a, young boy. a new boy. He's just this kid. It's like Pinocchio. Pinocchio still looks like Pinocchio. He doesn't. He's not the deformed child that you saw in one, or the deformed adult you saw. He is a squeaky clean kid. Now this kid is alive. He's not dead. It's not like one of those the werewolf turns into a man when he's dead. Yeah. He not only is killed by the toxic sludge, which shouldn't work, and it's just toxic sludge, it's not right. acid. He he turns into a baby. I I I I just don't fucking understand how that got made. Considering the shit that they were always cutting out because it wasn't logical or it would lead right. to it, people wondering. Yeah. And nobody says, "Oh my god, it's Jason." <laughs> you don't get any scene you know, at the end where the scientists or the cops or you know Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah. Wow, the Riddler really... Well, let me explain the last thing you just saw because it's kind of fakakta, yeah. Batman. You know, nobody just goes, whoa. Toxic waste sludged him into a new form that he never was in his life. Right. It's fucking insane. And no it's hilarious. Follow, and how do you follow that? You don't. Well, no, and nobody even picks him up. I was like, oh, come on. He's a baby now. Go pick him up. They might put one toxic sludge in the fucking thing. What will he be next? He could be a unicorn. You know what I mean? He, would, he could be a maniac baby cop. Oh. He, he could, could be... He could get a hot dog stand and just work in New York. That's it, Right. He could actually take Manhattan. He could become like the mayor. <laughs> what if he's Abe Beam? <laughs> or he's Ed Koch. He turns into a different mayor every week. Wouldn't that be an exciting TV show, people? You know? <laughs> New mayor. Jason goes to a meeting. Boom. Yeah, it would be hilarious. But this is the most fucked up thing yet. Yeah, like, this is the kind of thing fans make. Where they go, how about he turns back into a baby and he's like the baby Jesus, all clean. And, turn, and he's cute and, and he's good. We, we, what the fuck? He doesn't, it doesn't work on any, it doesn't work on a Christian allegory. It doesn't work as science. It doesn't work as fantasy. Yeah, it's just it is, stupid. It is weekly world news crazy. It is the craziest moment. And the next two movies have crazy fucking moments. Right. It's, it's dunderheaded. Right. I mean, how do you explain that? So what happened? You know, we're spending $5 million. So what, do we have a real boffo ending? Well, do we have a dream sequence? Or do we have, he gets blown up? I mean, that would be cool. What about he fights a lot of guys? Get this. He's in the sewer, right? And he gets drowned in toxic sludge. And it passes him. And he's squeaky clean. He's a kid. He's a little kid. Yeah. Harmless. And the girl lives. It is, it is the worst, I think. Because the next two are fucking dumb as shit. And they're wrong. But they're jaunty. We had the we had the carry, we had the stunt location, and now we're gonna yeah, do we had... deep now now what we're gonna do is we're gonna do Halloween five and six. We're gonna give yeah. we're gonna give a crazy backstory to our yeah. killer. Yeah. So eight, eight he's dead and uh five, you said you could take out five. Yeah, you could and just out. forget Oh, it. you should take eight out and throw it eight, in the garbage. Eight has to be taken eight, out. Eight is eight <laughs> eight <laughs> Eight begs questions, and I know everybody argues about how you use that one. And I don't give a fuck, because if you're going to have him turn into a baby, I can say eight begs the question. Jason goes to hell, and not a moment too soon. Greg Evans, Variety. Well, which one are we on now? Nine. Ah, oh, nine is a headache. Jason goes to hell, where they decide to basically give... Like I said, it reminds nine me... Nine starts everything all it's, over, practically. Well, it's nine cuts go- back, you cut out seven, eight... What do you go back to? You kind of cut out. Well, it doesn't matter. It you, doesn't matter. You can do anything. Yeah, you could. Thing. It could be after the second one. It could be after. You don't know exactly when it takes place, right. and it starts cold. It's the hidden. It's a ton of stuff. 
the first movie made by a fanboy who loves the series. It is a big, you know, it's it's been around. The series has been around long enough where you get one of these guys who really wants to get his hands on the franchise so he can go to town and do all the shit that he thinks is cool, and they let him. Yeah, and it's incoherent, and it yeah. stinks. Yeah, um, I, I so the beginning is great. The beginning, but it's only five. It's three minutes, five minutes. Right. It's, the beginning is the, is meta. It's a it's a really clever idea, and it does throw you right. And you, but you think the rest of the movie is going to go this way? And it does. You think the rest of the movie is going to be? The concept is, Jason is. We're finally acknowledging that Jason is a maniacal supernatural killer, and there's basically FBI X Files people who know about him and know what to do to get him, and they're gonna they track him down and they take him, and you figure the rest of the movie is going to be. Almost like a Night Stalker. This is real, and the, the authorities are trying to stop him, and it's going to be maybe not logical, but you're going to see cop fight. You know what I mean? You're going to see him bursting out of jails. You're going to see him throwing cop cars over. Who the fuck knows? Right. But it immediately goes off the rails. But the opening is, they do the cliche, there's a girl taking a shower at Camp Crystal Lake. You don't know why she's there. You don't know what's going on. In fact, it's, it's, it's irritating because it's such a cliche. And you're yeah. almost like, oh my god, I cannot believe they're opening with right. a naked girl, this hot naked girl taking the shower. They're just right out saying this is dumb exploitation, and we are. And then it turns out that it's an FBI trap. Right. She's an agent. The scene is well shot. The scene is well done, and they basically pull out these crazy traps and guns and shit and blow the fuck out of him. Right. And it's kind of like everything that you thought about what you would, how would you kill Michael Myers? You know, every crazy D&D comic book twist you'd want to do. Go, how would they really kill this guy? And they do. They kill him. And then that's the last good thing in the movie. Yep. And then it turns into... Every movie that this director, writer it's liked a, it's from a, the it's 80s. A, he's, it's a wormy thing. It's a... Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a slither... Rabid, tingler, fiend without a face. Well, that one's too big to get up there. But there's a creature. His heart. It's wait. It's like a monster, but then it's his heart. It's all stupid. You have to eat his heart. In other words, we now learn that Jason probably wasn't this one person. Right. It it, it solves all that continuity. He wasn't necessarily. The funny thing is, he none of this is hinted at (laughs) in the other movie. He's a super strong zombie. Right. Done. So now, you know, he's a super soul zombie after six. Yeah. But now we know that he can jump bodies. He's got a hit. He's got the creature from the hidden. Yeah. Or a night of the creeps. Any of those things. Yeah. Uh, except you're not killed. You have an intelligence inside. So Jason is an ancient evil uh, that can be transferred. So basically, Jason isn't Jason anymore, which I know this sounds stu- silly, diminishes the character. Right. But it, it does. does. It, it does. diminishes the whole franchise, whether you like it or not. Um, there's an ancient evil doodad in him that you never was you never had a hint of it being around. It jumps body to body, except it decided not to for the last twenty five years. Even well, we though we just didn't see it. Well, we didn't see it, except it's still Jason. I mean, yeah, if you want to, you could. But why does he always have the face of Jason who was drowned? Why is he always wearing the same clothes? Because and the you, hockey because... mask. It's stupid. Well, because it, it is so stupid because at the end when Jason is reborn, he's reborn as Jason. Yeah, yeah which is silly. It's fucking terrible. It's, it, it's everything about this is... And now, it's actually the plot of this... If you read the plots of the movies, 
cold. They're all just so fucking ridiculous. They really are. They're either there's nothing really happens. People get killed one by one. Or stuff happens that makes absolutely no sense. I mean, they took this from the simplest thing. A serial killer with <laughs> who hates camp people coming into Camp Crystal Lake. He hates counselors and teenagers because of her dead son. And becomes... It just warps. It's like a telephone game that gets crazier and fucking crazier. It's like a game of telephone where they tell you the concept of this thing. And by the seventh person, that person's doing drugs. The next person is on ketamine and fucked up. The next person is coked to the gills and has a DVD horror collection and is a narcissist. So the movie starts, you're in, you're in familiar territory. I mean, it's, it's a smart way of doing things. It breaks from that. You're set up to think this is just going to be the usual Camp Crystal Lake and that they're just winking at you by throwing it in your face. And then Jason is dead and a forensics doctor at the hospital they bring him to eats his heart. Which is still like beating. He eats the heart and becomes a crazy murderer. And so now we have different actors killing people when they see their reflection. It's, it's Jason. Which absolutely makes no sense. It's, you almost have to admire how fan fiction and crazy this is in some ways. When I first saw it, I, I was trying to, do I like this? I couldn't tell because I didn't know what the fuck was going well, on. To me, it might feel like the least Friday the 13th film in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. The beginning yeah. is... Once the beginning's over, it does not feel... It, it feels like Because the guy is trying to work in as many references and homages to other films while rebooting this thing. He thinks he has this clever idea to explain a lot of stuff, but it doesn't explain a lot of stuff. Because the characters keep shifting around, the movie keeps restarting. And it just feels like the hidden anyway. The guy who made this, he was the most annoying person, I think, on the documentary. He was really full of himself. It felt like he would not admit that anything was a bad idea. You know, he, he's so still excited by his own ideas. Now, apparently, there's an interview with him that partially on Wikipedia that says that he's so proud of his Easter eggs. Jason... Has a, he goes, I don't think Jason should have a link to Freddy, to, to Nightmare on Elm Street, I think is what he's saying. Because they were still always talking about doing that. Yeah. He goes, it should have a link to Evil Dead. He's a deadite. Yeah. And nobody knows it because we couldn't do it. But there's clues because the Necronomicon is in there. And I showed this to Sam Raimi and he thought it was great. And I was like, you are a ding dong. <laughs> Anybody who's talking like that at, a, at the meeting, you go, you know what? Maybe you can work, work out some kills. <laughs> you know what I mean or, or help us with you do you're a fan what do you think would look good in this thing do you think an axe should go into the left shoulder because he's just he just he's a kid in the candy store rips off Halloween 4 by adding more family members that you didn't know about if he goes into one body after another and he's not like the guy in the hidden who just likes fucking the, the creature that's a what is it a criminal from another pl that right. trope mm -hmm. but it it gets uh, it gets off invading bodies and then just basically going wild Halloween 6, where they try to give a really kind of in-depth origin for what Michael Myers is. Yeah. Trying to give a, a, an origin, a real origin story to Jason after it just being kind of silly. Just doesn't it work. doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's, not, it's, it's absolutely not called for. Uh, obviously, they can do what they want. I'm not going to write an angry letter. I don't give a fuck. But it's just not called for by the material. I mean, why don't you just put him in a dress and have him race hot rods? It makes about as much sense. Yeah, it, when you go back to what people like about these movies, if you can't come up with an interesting story... I mean, how do you not... 
there are there are so many people with ideas at that point who like these movies. I mean, they're selling they're selling these films. They're selling merchandise. It's a it's an iconic character that's made them millions and millions of dollars. But it's at different studios now too, though. Cunningham is back for this one, and I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he would have been happy if the thing just ended. He didn't own the characters, I don't think. And uh, so it's not like Wes Craven coming back to his baby. He didn't really like these movies. He's like He actually is embarrassed by them. He doesn't think they're very good. He doesn't care, which is kind of refreshing in a weird way. But it's, yeah. it's funny how most of the people who worked on that first movie were just mechanics. Mm. It was a means to an end. You're hired to write it. You're hired to do this. And everybody did their job, but it was passionless. Absolutely passionless, except probably for Savini. Mm. But the writers didn't sound... Like, they're all interviewed on this thing. None of them had the fan... I mean, fuck being fans of this stuff, but none of them seemed to really understand what they were doing. Right. It was just they got hired. They were the people to do this shit. And they did it to the best of their abilities. And the only the people who were really thinking was the was Henry Manfredini and Savini would seem to be the most involved with what they were actually doing. And I think the actors, because they all seemed really excited to be in these things and doing the best they could. But the filmmakers, this was this was this was this was cold filmmaking. This was get it done, get it out there. And it just so happened to get a bidding. You know, people really wanted it and made money. So but yeah, by this point you get a guy who's damned excited to be on this thing and he's full of ideas and this is very, very different. And you've got the Purdue Cunningham's back and he supposedly told the guy the guy says Cunningham said get rid of the I don't care what you do get rid of the fucking mask and then he makes a big deal out of it like it was a secret he wasn't supposed to tell people that this guy just rubbed me the wrong way his movie Mm. stinks his ideas are stupid and they're all from other movies and it makes no sense that they haven't gone to the father it would seem like the simpler story if you want to do something with extended Voorhees they said they didn't want to do do the father the one time that that came up it seems people said they didn't want to do a backstory on the father well they didn't want to do a backstory on these two characters yeah but so they get the two so they get these two characters so you get it's Halloween 2 you're related to him it's Halloween 4 we never knew about you before it's Friday the 13th Four, uh, a guardian and a kid on the get, escaping uh, Jason. It's the hidden. It's by his own admission he plugged it into the Evil Dead continuity for his own shits and giggles, which is the kind of thing stupid comic book people get off on and think is plot and story when it's and the kind of thing that get excited about and has absolutely no value on the screen. It's a nice thing to go, by the way, but you don't sell that as if that's part of your concept yeah it's got halloween six with cult bullshit because Um, doesn't halloween six also have the weird cowboy dude which this has yes this one has a bounty hunter who's after jason because jason killed somebody in his past so we get you know your revenge slasher character um you know you get ancient evil everything in this is a retread it's a, it's so many concepts, and I think that everybody might have been just overwhelmed by all these ideas and how different they were. Yeah, uh, Jason Goes to Hell comes out two years before. Oh, really? Halloween, uh, Halloween six. six. But remember, Halloween five oh. sets up oh. the stuff for Halloween. So six. was that out beforehand? Um, so what is it? Is Halloween five the one where the the cowboy dude shows up and and releases Michael At the Myers? Very end. 
The very What's, end. when does he when does yeah that's that comes out four years before. But the, the Friday the Thirteenth is a grab bag. I mean, it's a grab bag all all through this series. So, but this is like more grabs in this one film than right. the franchise has ripped. And the only the thing people thing. remember is the absolute the beginning and the end. And they remember that Erin Gray gets a monster up her right front. Which she it turns out she didn't shoot and didn't know it was in the movie and we she was pissed off. No. Um, she saw the movie. She had no idea that they were going to basically send a little monster up her baby hole and she was miffed with the director. Yeah. But but nine is just. It's like I can appreciate what the guy tried to do in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it was a real early version of I know what's best for this. I got the keys to the car. This is what I want to see. Well, right, but I would. I actually prefer five, and and seven more. Yeah. Well, I just this. I just find nine almost cynical in a different way because it really just feels like somebody's pet project that other people weren't invited to or something. It's just so obnoxious. Mm. He made this for himself, and I guess that's cool in a way, but. It's not satisfying. It's not satisfying as a Jason film. It's not satisfying as a pastiche. It's not satisfying as a parody or. or and it certainly doesn't. It, as it, meta, it doesn't work. It just seems like ripoffs. It doesn't open up the world in a way where you want to see another movie. Do you want to see another movie where Jason blows up and uh, and someone eats his heart? And that, is that going to continue? That doesn't make sense. If they thought they were making more of these, I, what did I they think, think the most interesting thing about this movie is how often while watching it you go, "What the." F- fuck was that all about why did they let them do that are you kidding me <laughs> i mean because first you have a cl- the only clever thing in the movie and then you have heart eating mind transference uh ancient evil bounty hunters now i usually like kitchen sink approaches but this just does not work right. and then he ends up with frankenstein meets the wolfman they finally get to make their Right, but, they don't, but but see that's the thing you know the end of this movie has the classic scene where I hate it Freddy's love comes it's out hard. and grabs the mask yeah. in something that looks like they w- it was filmed in someone's bathtub oh it looks terrible <laughs> yeah it looks like there's some guys laying pipe but, over on the side but they side. don't give you that next it was also kind of like the ending of uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein in that you get another yeah. franchise mo- you know the Invisible Man shows up and you're like oh my god they're all out there you know as a kid that free- I love that right, you know? right. maybe the mummy's out there maybe the creature but at that point, you were just so punched in the face by this movie. It's an exhausting, irritating movie. The acting is really bad. The directing is terrible. Uh, nothing works in this movie once you get past that first meta scene. It's yeah. like, I don't find it offensive, but it is so obnoxious. All I can think of is it's a weirdly obnoxious film. It's like the Ready Player One <laughs> of Friday the 13th films. You, I just want to punch yeah. the guy who was behind this in the, in the head and say, schmuck. Nobody's laughing. Well, that's why they didn't continue it in the next yeah. one. Well, how could you when you think about no, it? No, you couldn't. Uh, unless he gets back into it, unless he mind transfers into Michael Myers or, res- or Leatherface, you know. And they, get, I mean, the whole thing is so stupid anyway. And I also thought, imagine watching that movie without having seen anything else. What if, what if you were stuck in a situation that was the DVD? I mean, I doubt people are going to come to it, and it doesn't fucking matter anyway. This isn't a cancer re- treatment you're doing out of order. But imagine watching this. You're going, oh, it's, uh, what's it called again? Jason. Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. It doesn't have a number. They, they didn't have the license to use the Friday the 13th number. 
Uh, so they had to call it something else. But they, at least they, they get Jason in there so you know he's in there. And uh, Jason goes to hell. That's like calling Star Wars, Luke gets a medal. <laughs> you know what I mean? He goes to hell at the very last like two seconds of this fucking movie. And the idea that all of a sudden Freddy has access to him is so... Well, I mean, whatever. If you like it. I mean, I laughed when it happened. What but again, I think, I think you're putting too much into the yeah. fact that it's part of a story and it isn't that's yeah. just not well, an it was a wet it was basically it was a wet it was this guy's wet dream yeah, and Ernest Klein making a horror movie it was just useless I mean the only thing I can say about it is that it is a hectic movie it's it's not a stalking movie it's not a pace deliberately film shit just get he just throwing shit at the walls yeah it, it just doesn't work but it, it, it does feel like five different it feels like the films that everyone mentions about this it feels like clips from seven movies so nine stinks and kills and and now we're kills the present day bit of business right and now we get jason x conjures up more giggles than scares assuming you make it through the first 15 minutes robert k elder chicago tribune Jason when, did, when do they make X? X? X is 2000 or something like that? Uh, X comes out in uh, 2002. Whoa. It's almost like a joke. It's like... X is a joke. It's a, know, me- lepre- a big meta joke. Yeah. Lepre- Leprechaun in space. You get yeah. you get the, the, the Cenobites in space. I, I don't remember much about X. Um, I remember X being not good, but... Fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah. It was just so ridiculous. It just felt like we're trying... It's funny in places, but the jokes are really... They don't really land, and after a while it gets really just dull. It's The cyber Jason doesn't work for me. I just thought it was too yeah, schmucky. I mean, it, it, this again is... It, I didn't like the design either, but that's no big deal. Yeah, it's it's kind of parody. There's some. It, it does feel like parody. It, there's some silly kills that are memorable, smashing. You know? I do remember... what The thing that I did like was the fact how they were using... The idea, the concept of the nanotechnology and holograms and stuff like that to to do fake scares, yeah, and to fake you out about him getting killed and things like that. I thought some of those were clever because they really did throw you off, but they didn't really entertain me enough for those those three or four scenes. I mean, the most memorable thing about the movie is the 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 robot character or whatever she is. I mean, you know, you get this uh, um, Resident Evil type character, you know, this kick-ass robot. Matrixy, I don't know if it's pre, but you know you get your Cyber Girl War, right, which right. was a big deal. You know you get your Aeon Flux, and she, but and she's funny and she's well played. And then there's the funny. Doesn't he go through some like hologram woods thing so that they also have a meta right campfire, camp, right? You know, and then and then ultimately ultimately ends in a in a weird thing where Jason is is shot out of the ship and lands on like. A new Earth where there's campers and stuff. So I don't remember that. So it, I don't remember that at all. So it literally could be. Yeah. You could put this movie in. You could have the first movie and then the second movie. But what happen. if this takes place before the first movie? It could. It and could. It's Earth. Yeah, it could. So the and there's Jason's on every planet. I don't fucking know. But yeah, Jason did all those things on a different planet, and he's going to do them on this planet. Right. And you could, but five. You don't have to watch five, and you don't have to watch. I'm, I'm going to watch five. I'm not going to watch seven so, and nine. So the it starts in the future and then goes further in the future. Well, he's he's frozen, right? And then he's he's found, I think, in the future. Future. I think he kills. He something bad happens, and I think he gets frozen with the person. Right. 
you know, it's so a, is that how they have the backstory of that person knows who he is, or is it yes, on computers? It's, it's, it's I mean, they would you. they all know about him. Yeah, because they could just look it up in yeah. on the internet. Which is funny because we had no information on on Jason. I guess they went back and put it on Wikipedia or, or that Earth did. Psychopedia, psychopedia, <laughs> psychopedia. So uh, X is there's really nothing to say about X. X is it, X is I mean? just X is, it's a, it's, and what I hear it's a is roller coaster because of the. I don't know how true this is, but because of the legal battle that's happening with yeah. making another Friday the Thirteenth, because that would be the thirteenth one. The next one will be the thirteenth. Right, one. I did read. So that. everyone wants to do that. Is that Sean Cunningham might have the rights to make a sequel to Jason X? So we might get a Jason X two or Jason you can, X I. But basically, Jason X could end up being him in that campground. I don't know. I don't know what they would do. Or I would prefer it be all the campground people are pods. What about if it was a with no pod. money they try to make it Blade Runnery and he walks around a Blade Runner. So it'd be Jason takes Manhattan. Oh shit! Yeah, I've seen a lot New of Manhattan. things. Have you seen a lot of things? He doesn't talk. <laughs> Wait a minute, his eyes. Oh, and he's got an owl in his pocket. Weirdly, X works for me the way that I think they wanted Nine to work. They didn't add anything to the to the storyline. They just took it. They removed it. Literally removed it and did put it in a bubble universe. They put it in the future. It does no harm. Yeah, if you're a big Jason freak, you go like this. You could just easily go. This is a, this is a dream. A whole. It, it, it could have happened. It doesn't matter because they're not pushing this. Like nine, they're not pushing all this down your throat. Well, going. yeah, it could be taken if you want. If you're if you're obsessed with continuity, you could pretend this happens x amount of years yeah. after the last movie you liked. Yeah. But the thing is also, happen. I mean, yeah, everybody just basically shoves their slasher into a space station at some point when they don't know what else when, to yeah, do because the rest of ideas. At, yeah, but this one as dopey as it is and unsatisfying as a as a film, it actually has ideas. Some they were trying. You could tell they're having a good time. And they are really, really trying. And there was a couple of surprises, but the problem was the surprises weren't really horror movie surprises. They were Terminator surprises. They were they were CGI surprises and, and things like that. Oh, the technology means he's not really dead. So you were like, womp, womp. And that's cool. There were probably people who hated it because they were make, they made Jason look foolish in a bunch of scenes, kind of. He kind of looked like, you know, the Frankenstein monster getting pillows thrown at him or something like that. He, he didn't seem like a badass. He just he just seemed like a a prop. And when he when he comes out as Mega Jason or whatever the hell Cyber Jason, the design made me laugh because it looked like a joke. Yeah. And maybe it was supposed to be, but he looked like a predator that he looked like <laughs> a predator costume that somebody decided not to finish or something like that. And I I just you know when you've got things that look like robots, they're not scary to me and they're not. But it it connects the dots. It goes we have this section. Now we have this section. It had set pieces. The characters weren't too horrible, and you actually didn't want a couple of them to get, to die. Right. Um, I mean, it's not Ghosts of Mars or anything like no, that, where you no. just feel like nobody's in control no. of this storyline. It's the best slasher in space movie. By far. Considering what the filmmakers had to work with, and the fact that it has all been done before, Freddy vs. Jason isn't bad. Mick LaSalle, San Francisco Chronicle. Now, you haven't seen the last two that we were talking You haven't seen no. Freddy versus Jason or the, or the reboot? And I remember going, I remember they were hot. Who'd they hire? Uh, the guy who made Bride with White Hair. Ronnie, was, Ronnie Yu. Yeah, Ronnie I, I was like, it, yeah. that's a fucking amazing choice. To give you my take on, on yeah. Freddy versus well, they Jason. Well, they, I saw the documentary, so I have some right. idea of what it it's, looks like. It's, it's a pretty film in a lot yeah. of ways. 
it's more of the action. Yeah. You know, if Alien was horror and Aliens is action, the things that work sure. the best I mean, in this movie are the got, action. If you've got verses in the title, there's got to be fighting. Yeah, there's, there's crazy fighting. There's some, you know, it feels more like, I think, a Friday movie than it does an Elm Street movie. In the sense that, to me, it never felt like it fit into the Friday, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street universe. It just doesn't right. feel right with sure, that. Sure, I got you. Well, because it doesn't bring any any element other than well, no, Freddy, it, it, or, it or really just... feels like Freddy's starring in a in a in a Friday the Thirteenth movie, right? Like right. Freddy's gonna come, and it's silly, and it and it's got goofy characters, and it's and it's not very good, but. I felt as a popcorn movie, I was very right. satisfied. I should watch it. The problem I have is that I was never a big fan of the Friday Thirteenth films. You know, uh, when did it come out? It's all. It came out during my. I'm. I just don't want to go to the movies. Right. Period. Which is now forced on me. I wouldn't mind going to the movies. Two thousand three. When did Matrix Two come out? That's when I stopped seeing movies. So, hmm. yeah, I don't. I, I wasn't excited enough. I think if you watched uh, Freddy vs. Jason. You'll see the kind of weird direction that the director takes it in. Yeah, I mean, I should, I should, I think, I think you'll. I don't. I'm not, I don't. It's interesting that they pick somebody who has no passion for the characters. Yeah. When he talks about it, he talks about, he talks about it as a piece of work. Uh, uh, you know, uh, how to do the best job with this as possible. But he's not a fan. He doesn't know the characters, and he's just trying to put together the best. So when you think about it, it's really going to rely on the script. Mm. And the scripts have just not been strong. Yeah, and this part. is, and I mean, and Freddy versus Jason is 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 kind of by the numbers. And you got to do one of those things where it's probably like wrestling. Neither character can come off as too weak, I guess. Or well, yeah, you have to have, you know, everybody's got to have their spots. Yeah, somebody's got to end in a draw. Gonna, yeah, you know, I know how it saying. ends because the documentary, you know. Yeah. I mean, of course, anything that ends with Freddy Krueger is going to have him winking and a nod, and I'm going to yeah. be back, kids, and they both of them can't. Die. It's just. Script is where everything goes wrong. But but when they talk about where they hope that it would be a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, yeah. But the... I don't know. I mean, as Look, a full, it's always going to be fun to see more monsters. House of Frankenstein and House of Dracula are not great films. Ash is a great character. Bruce Campbell's a pisser. Who wouldn't want to see Bruce Campbell constantly getting knocked down by these two and <laughs> yeah. then coming back and then all right, yeah, and saying, I mean, to be honest, him and Freddy, if you wrote it well, could be terrific together. And him with Jason could be terrific because it would just be him carrying the dialogue about, all right, you big gorilla, you know, dumb shit, and getting the crap beaten out of him. And between the dead-eyed backstory and all that shit, you could be, you get millions of little ashes and left hands. You could do all sorts of stuff with that. Jason would have to do less heavy lifting the more shit there is in there. So yeah, I would love to see a house of, house of fiends, you know, Michael Myers in there or something like that. Everybody would like to see those two duke it out, even though it would be kind of boring. The way that they did it in the House of Frankenstein films is they realized that this is a mess in the making and they would bump characters off. But that wasn't satisfying either mm. to have people kill Dracula 30 minutes in and then somebody cures the werewolf or does it, and then Frankenstein gets burned 70 because they cannot spend the money to basically have those characters beating the shit out of each other. I mean, the, the best you get for that is Abbott and Costello where they have the three Frankensteins, monster, the werewolf and Dracula beating each other up while chasing the two of them and it's the best action because they're not action characters but these it makes sense but I should watch it um, 
if nothing else, I watch the others. Right. But I actually forget that it exists. And then I read that, that basically they made the the reboot. It did well, but the rights are in a the rights are in a clusterfuck between the, old, new. Yeah, but the the problem is, I guess I guess you didn't see the reboot either, right? You really have to screw it up to dishonor the memory of a movie as shitty as the original Friday the Thirteenth. Heads should roll. David Edelstein, New York Magazine. No, I, I, I saw the reboot. Here's one of the problems with the reboot. Re, this reboot feels like reboots of that time. You get you hire a guy from Supernatural TV show like My Bloody Valentine. Oh, I know. didn't see that one. I haven't seen any of the reboots yeah, you, except I saw the H two the Halloween one, which I thought sucked. It, it's very clean. It doesn't feel like it's part of the same, you know, heritage as say four, where it's yeah. bloody and it's gory. Well, is it just is it the, is it the camp? Do they go back to the camp? It's Do they a, go back to basics? No. It, it tries to, in a yeah, way. Yeah. You have is you have a girl disappearing. Yeah. And you think she's killed by Jason. Okay. But she's actually been kidnapped by Jason. And her Jason's brother... Jason's a kidnapper now? And her brother... Yeah. Uh, then looks for her. And he okay. bumps into a bunch of guys who are at a cabin who are all douchebags. Which just seems ridiculous, to be honest. Him kidnapping people because even though they're new movies there's so much baggage there are tunnels so that's how jason could kind of pop up everywhere some writer had a problem with jason being wherever he needed that's to so be. unnecessary Who so now there's that yeah and that's it, what you have a problem with and then it has an ending that is very silly and cliched and it is does cory feldman show up and then look at you look in the camera and he does a he does a moonwalk yeah <laughs> It's watered down. It's not very interesting. And I certainly wouldn't want to follow that timeline. If right. you said, oh, well, this is the new timeline. What are you going to do? Reintroduce that he's supernatural? Or is he never supernatural? Or is he this? Or is he that? I would rather a film that's like a, like a bad martial arts film where they don't really worry about story and they don't worry about acting, but they spend all their money on the action and you get, well, that movie was stupid, but the action was amazing. Which is kind of what they did in the early run i mean they were functional movies that knew what they were selling right and i think blood and it's it's gore effects and uh teens romping and sex you know and but they did try to put scares into it which a lot of the other later films don't do either though yeah seven is not scary six six isn't really scary but it feels like a horror movie it's just a different type of horror movie the goth he goes for the gothic he goes for the universal type stuff but uh, nine is, you know, nine and ten. I, I don't really remember any of them being tense. And if nothing else, that first movie is tense. Yeah. The same way that Halloween is. I mean, there is a there's a definite tension in when is something going to happen, and it does grab you that way. I mean, it's functional. It's not brilliant or exciting to me or thrilling, the way that uh, Halloween is, or. Um, well, I'm not a huge slasher fan, but, you know, it doesn't have any intricacies like Giallo. It doesn't have any style like Giallo. But it definitely is. A, it's a scary picture, especially that end. You know, um, they, they forget scares later on. They either they go for blood or spectacle and or they go for the crazy. Yeah. Well, that's that's all of them. That's all of them. And right now they can't make one. They haven't made one for like ten, over 10 years because the rights. There was just a lawsuit that got. The writer of the first one says he owns. Yeah, it's been eleven years. It was which is amazing. I was trying. I did not know that, and I was wondering why haven't they 
gone back to the well. They show throughout that the documentary. Now, this documentary is six hours. We can talk about the documentary a little bit. You had seen it, and you told me you thought I thought I'd like it. Yeah, I thought it was, and yeah. I just sat right through yeah. it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's I over six it, hours. I watched it in two three hour bursts. Yeah, it's terrific. It's and, uh, Crystal Lake memories. It's really great. Yeah. And the wraparound stuff with Corey Feldman, who narrates it, is cheesy like a lot of these things are, but it's quick. They don't go, you know, at the beginning there's some silliness and at the end there's some dopiness. But it's not one of these things where you can't, you wish that they would stop cutting back to the wraparounds and they're showing gags or something. Once they get into the films, they roll through the films. They get a lot of people from these movies to talk about them. Uh, there's sad stuff because of cast members who passed away and it's it's just really interesting to see how on these films so many of the people from these movies did not have lasting careers or hardly anything and the reasons that they didn't come back to the movie or the way that they were trying to figure out the fact that these movies were bad for your career to be in mm. there's another there's one of the movies where a girl plays a hitchhiker and her agent told her not to take the role because there's no dialogue she wanted to take it um but it's really weird because you haven't heard about a lot of these people. They're on the convention circuit, but it's. I, I always find it fascinating. We've talked about this before. When you see making of or extras, the people who this was this was their high school prom. This was their high school football team. In some ways, this was their big swing at being in a movie. They got to be killed by Jason, or they got to. And it's 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 kind of fascinating how that affects people or doesn't affect them and. Also, they talk about the series, the, the, the yeah. TV series, which we don't have to go into because it's a whole different kettle of fish. What do you think? You think that's it? Real quick, why are we? Why did we do this? Why did we watch thing. all of these? Why did we? Why are they interesting? I find them more interesting as a as a whole, as a documentary, as a franchise, and as a. Well, I do too. I find them more interesting going through them the way it's like the way that. You watch a soap opera, but you can't stop trying to put things together. And the fanboy way of going, it's, wait, why did that happen? And It's the 80s. It, it, these, right. these films are exploding. Slasher is king. And there are a couple of franchises yeah. that reign. Oh, sure. And this, is the, this was the number one money-making franchise. And it probably would be if it didn't stop going into production. Because Halloween overtook yeah. it, according to what yeah. I read. Even though it borrows and it takes, it's hugely influential. Everybody wants. Everybody wanted to make April Fool's Day or my bloody. Everything was holidays like crazy after this. Teens and sex had been done before, but this codified it in right. a way that it just it just was the right combination right. of elements, time, advertising, money, put into the advertising. I, th I think if you look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween, I think those are two pretty good films. Yeah. maybe great films, certainly influential films. Here's this number one franchise that takes over the slasher market, and you try to ask why. Well, one reductive reason maybe is that give the people what they want. This is more 42nd Street. It's just kills. It's kills, sex, scares. This is a, this is a better date movie. Visit the website tearthemapart.com where you can find more information about the show like show notes and links to our YouTube channel, where the boys have been doing live chats. Follow on Twitter at TearThemPodcast. If you're inclined, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash TearThemApartPodcast. Nobody should ever call anything the final chat. I guess no. they never really do anymore, because they know. Because everything's up for grabs 
everybody loves everything that's gonna you know they're gonna bring it back they're bringing back dark fucking crystal right they'll bring back crystal lake dark crystal lake <laughs> oh no oh no oh no that's a giveaway puppets you know what i realized what we, we never introduced ourselves <laughs>